Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. We are on day 4,000 and a million of lockdown and coronavirus. Um, this has really been a long stretch. Um, I think, you know, many of us are looking forward to um, some of the lockdowns being lifted, some of the reopenings happening. Obviously, there's a lot going on now in terms of rioting and protests all around the U.S. It's kind of adding um, an extra measure of lockdown or curfew when things were getting lifted. Um, some more bad news, some more, you know, um, kind of challenging uh, video footage to digest. Um, this is just kind of like a rough um, set of months so far um, in this uh wonderful year of 2020. Um, so we at Jew in the City, you know, have been trying to approach um, coronavirus with, you know, hopeful news, positive news. Um, we've been talking about, you know, sort of what our take on, um, you know, some of these racial um, things coming up in the news are. And really, um, we've examined Torah sources to show that, you know, anyone that would claim that um, this is a, a Jewish idea or had Jewish sources could support it is, you know, completely wrong. Also confronting um, racism that exists in our own community. So that's kind of how we are um, trying to be a part of this conversation. Um, but we're also trying to find continuous um, hopeful moments and positive moments in the middle of all this really heavy news. Um, and so we are delighted to speak to a couple of young ladies um, named Hadassah Raskis and Ilana Sichel, um, who have started a beautiful initiative in response to coronavirus. So Hadassah and Ilana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. So if you could, yeah, um, if you could, um, I guess, start us off, let us know a little about, um, you know, where you guys grew up, um, you know, what your Jewish background and education was like. Sure. So um, I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, still live there. Wait, who, am I, who am I speaking? Who's speaking now? Sorry, this is Hadassah. Okay, thank you. Um, I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. I went to Berman Hebrew Academy from when I was two to when I graduated. Um, and then I took a gap year in Israel and uh, prior to starting at UPenn. Um, and I just graduated a couple weeks ago. Very nice. And Mazel Tov, um, I guess a Zoom graduation, since that's all there is available now, just with Zoom and more Zoom. Um, what, <laughs> yes, it was a Zoom graduation, but was actually pretty well done. And um, what, what did you study at UPenn? I studied public health and consumer psychology. All right. Very nice. I guess that like a little bit fits into a pandemic now. So great choice of uh, major before um, all hell broke loose. Um, and how about you? Um, wait, so that was just, that was Hadassah we just heard from? Yes. Okay. And then Alana. Yeah. So my name's Alana. I live in Inglewood, New Jersey. I attended Mariah uh, for middle elementary and middle school. And then I went to SAR high school. And then I took a gap year at Midrashat Torah B'Avodah, it's B'nai Akiva program in Jerusalem. Nice. And then I started at the University of Maryland, started as an education major, and actually recently transferred into the business school for management and marketing. So that's right, very nice. Beautiful. So um, how has, um, I mean, obviously coronavirus is affecting everyone, every part of society um, in big ways and little ways. Um, and every day I have to like remind myself that like I am so blessed and so privileged and still there are so many challenging moments um, that like even having so much in the middle of a crazy time, um, you know, is, is bringing. So how has coronavirus affected uh, your lives? 
So for me, I think, um, I guess I was really lucky and I agree with you in the sense that I feel really privileged that I go to a school that was able to turn this into online school pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. They had about two weeks after our spring break to really like train our professors and get everything going. But I have a great house and family. We're all here and we're all healthy. So we've just had the time to spend together as family and I've been doing school and after school, I just started an internship. So I am lucky that I have the resources and I'm able to continue my life. Obviously not in the most ideal situation, Um, would love to be out and about in the world, but the fact that I could continue my life in a regular way and really try and make an impact in other ways has been really a blessing. Amazing. Um, And who am I hearing from now? Who? That was Alana. Okay, sorry, I should learn your voices. I should memorize them. And Hadassah, how about you? So um, really similar to Alana, I think it was definitely sad to learn. We were on spring break when everything shut down. And so we never went back to campus. Um, So there was no goodbyes. There was was really nothing. Um, So that's definitely been sad, but um, echo those thoughts of feeling just extremely um, fortunate and lucky and grateful um, to have a home to be in, to be with my family, Um, And really, uh, I have one younger sibling and two older siblings, and we're all home during this time, which Mm -hmm. really rarely happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a huge silver lining to have all that extra time with my family. That's beautiful. So you're in these, um, your life has been, I guess, kind of uh, shifted differently. Obviously, you know, college um, should be a social time and out seeing friends. And um, I mean, there certainly is, I mean, you guys really do sound like troopers, um, there's something about like the years of high school and colleges sort of being like uh, historic times that, you know, um, kind of once in a lifetime type of time. So, um, it's certainly, you know, sad that, um, that you're, you know, you've missed out on these semesters or even the end of college, but your attitudes are certainly very positive. What about when did Corona connects come about? Um, you're, I guess, sitting in these good situations and, um, how did you, were you guys talking? Like, were you in touch? Yeah, so I'd actually just seen Alana about a week before the world went kind of crazy and everything started shutting down. Um, and so we had we had been catching up over text. Um, and I think we both shared this feeling of helplessness as everything was shutting down around us. So um, for me, when I started feeling helpless, I kind of looked to say, there's got to be something good that can come of it. There's, there's got to be something I can do to play a little tiny role. Um, not being a frontline worker, not being a healthcare worker. I was just looking for something to grasp onto. And so I started texting a bunch of my friends, Alana included, uh, basically asking this question. And what I received in response were all these um, similar reactions of totally with you, but I have no idea what we can possibly do. Um, And what Alana and I, I think, quickly realized um, together talking this through more was that it was clear that the amount of need was just unprecedented, that we had so many senior citizens at home and lonely who could use some actual extra virtual companionship, um, that unfortunately the needs at food pantries were just rising and looked like they were going to continue to rise. The kids who are out of school um, might need extra tutoring, just really basic things like that. Um, at the same time, we had, you know, tons of college students who uh, no longer on their campus had extra time on their hands. As you mentioned, like they didn't have as much 
social life uh, once we moved off campus. Our clubs weren't continuing in the same way necessarily. Um, and beyond the college campuses, we felt like all over the world, a lot of people, you know, don't have their community. They have extra time in their hands. They want to help. Um, but they can't figure out how to. So that's kind of how Corona Connect started. We said, how can we bridge this gap? How can we make it easy for volunteers to connect to the existing opportunities and needs? Is anyone cleaning my house? Is that an option I can sign up for? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I have put my kids to work in that way. We just had... Um a conversation with our sons that there's going to be more help around the house. Um, so let's talk about um, what do you offer? What does, so when did Corona Connects launch? Um, how did you launch it? How did you decide like what you're going to offer? If you could kind of take us through that. Yeah. So it really started as Adasa said, like as us just like on the phone thinking like, what can we do? So it started as a spreadsheet, a very mm -hmm. basic spreadsheet and we thought, let's try and get this to spread through our friends on social media. We're all part of like Jewish organizations and Jewish um, thoughts and, and groups on Facebook. And we kind of just like put it out there, tagged each other, said, this is what we're working on. Here's a spreadsheet. We'd love for people to take advantage of these few resources we put together and maybe add some more if they can find some more. And shortly after that, Hadassah definitely took the reins and really put it in all of her like pen groups and there are a lot of great organizations going on now that we moved, moved virtual. Mm -hmm. um, there were so many like Hillel created a Facebook group for all different students to join. And we kind of threw it in there and we picked up a web developer and someone to work on our product design and a social media person. And slowly all of this started to come together. And so what started as a spreadsheet about two and a half months ago turned into a beautiful, very easy to navigate website where you can just log on to our website, which is www.coronaconnects.org. And on there, you'll find two buttons. One says connect to organizations or find opportunities. And the other one is for organizations to click on and submit a need. Mm -hmm. And there you can go on there as a volunteer and you can click a type, how much time you may have on your hands, what you're looking to do. Do you want it to be remote or do you want it to be in person? There are over 170 opportunities on there for you to choose. And it was just an easy process. And we have a lot of people working on it from the team, from the social media and the web de design, but also we have people called regional coordinators who are actually people who saw that we were working on this and wanted to get involved. And they're all different people living in different states. And their job is to spend a few hours a day kind of just gathering some of those opportunities to put onto our website and really make it an easy space for people to navigate and connect to opportunities. And that other button on the page is... We were hoping that this will get spread around social media or be picked up by media sources and organizations who are in need during this time are able to just log on there and tell us how many volunteers they want, what they're looking for. And we can just add that on our website as well. Really amazing. Kola Kavod. I mean, I love I love the uh, idea. It definitely speaks to me of feel a problem, um, get yourself organized and, you know, start saving the world yesterday. Um, is everyone a volunteer? Did you have to raise any money or, you know, pay anyone to, you know, make the website or do any of the social media um, marketing? Uh, so we have a, a team of about 25 now. Um, Alana and I are the co-founders. Then we brought two um, awesome individuals, uh, one who I knew from Penn a little bit before, a classmate of mine, and one who I just met through this project um, to kind of fill out our leadership team. Um, everybody is working as a volunteer. We do have some needs, and we've been like actively looking uh, to fundraise um, some money just for the website itself. 
Mm -hmm. uh, not for the developer's time, but rather um, we're working off of like a free version of WordPress. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's used it before yeah. um, might have a good laugh at that. It's a little bit challenging to say yeah. the least. Um, and so we've been kind of looking for that just to take it to the next step and be able to really uh, do more and drive our impact more. Um, so that's kind of something we're thinking about for the future. Awesome. Um, what type of, you mentioned that you have over a hundred, um, I guess, organize, organizations that are um, involved right now. So can you give us an idea of what type of organizations are on there and then different ways they're serving people through the coronavirus? Yeah. So there are definitely a bunch on there ranging from, we have um, a lot of, one of our biggest opportunities that's been really popular is um, crisis text line. That's mm -hmm. like, during this unprecedented time really, really needs more volunteers and you can just get trained and they teach you how to be a crisis um, counselor. So that's been one really popular one, but there's tutoring, as it also mentioned, lots of kids out of school. There's a lot of organizations who just need some help with their website or anything that's going on. Um, there's a lot of food pantries in need, whether mm -hmm. that's like actually delivering um, food to elderly who can't leave their houses that, need that help or just actually coming in and serving meals because that's still open um, in a condensed version, I guess you could say. Um, there's also many elderly who want the virtual connection or who need help going to the grocery store or whatever it may be. There are several opportunities. I know that also if you want to speak to a few others that are on there. Um, I think you covered a lot of them. We have, um, I guess they do vary like we're across 15 states right now and uh, adding more states every day. Um, and we also have lots of different different groups represented. So some of these were found through campus organizations and some are community organizations, some are religious groups, um, some are organizations that students uh, or others started specifically to address um, Corona. There's really a, a pretty wide variety. So two of you, um, our Orthodox group, Orthodox did, was the initial team kind of part of your Orthodox Hevra on campus or did it pretty quickly spread beyond the Orthodox community or the Jewish community? The third person who joins our team, um, which is uh, one of the, I guess the third and fourth people um, who joined our leadership team are both not Jewish. Mm -hmm. um, they just saw, uh, I had posted in a couple groups on Facebook, and I think there's just this amazing energy and desire to pitch in and to help um, all over the world. And I think it's been like, we're one group doing this, but there are thousands of groups doing amazing, amazing work. Um, and I think there's, if there's thousands of groups doing it, there's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people just looking to tap in and to help. For um, sure. Um, do you have a sense of how many people you spoke about sort of um, the, the services? And also, can you give me an idea of what states you said, 15 states you're in now? Can you not even sort of rattle them all off, but you can give us an idea of like, you know, a few of the states that you're in? Yeah, so we have Maryland, we have New Jersey, we have New York, we have Philly, we have um, California, California. Texas. Yeah, go for it. There's there's a lot of people out there. There's yeah. it's almost like hard for us to like keep track of how sure. many people and all that. And I would say just during this time, it is a lot of remote work. So like yeah. even though it is in those states, we really are most of the opportunities are really remote just because that's where that's what life has brought us to these sure. days. But yeah. So food pantry and shopping, that is a local thing, but then for people that need um, a friend to call them um, or the, um, the grocery, um, 
or what's it called, or a crisis, that sort of a thing, um, can be done anywhere. Do you have a sense of how many people you have served so far? Yeah, so we've had um, nearly 5,000 people visit our site. That's like unique individuals, and many of them have come back um, a second or a third time. Um, we also have kind of, uh, so the way our website um, exists at present is that we connect people to the opportunities, but we don't uh, we don't register them for the opportunities. So Got we it. can't confirm who actually participated, um, but we do know we've had thousands of people click on these different connect now opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of more anecdotally, um, one of our opportunities is Best Buddies uh, connected to the Philadelphia Penn region. Um, and Best Buddies is an organization that pairs uh, adults with adults with special needs with uh, college students or young adults um, just to be a buddy and and have fun, um, be a friend. And we have I know that regional coordinator personally, and she's received dozens of calls and been able to make dozens of matches. So that's one out of our 170 plus opportunities listed. Mm -hmm. um, so we know if it's and, and it's not our most clicked on either. Um, so it. we know if that's if that's happening, then it's happening and with other organizations as well. So are you able to get any anecdotes? I mean, part of, um, obviously this is not why we do, um, you know, nonprofit work. We do it for the desire to do good in the world. But, um, when you, you know, work as a volunteer, which I did for many years, um, something that is sort of a form of quote unquote payment or nachas is, you know, you know, um, some lives that you made better. Um, are you able to get any sort of feedback like that of people that have gotten connected to, um, you know, important opportunities as uh, their needs have uh, increased during coronavirus? I think that's definitely such an important point and something that like we have been talking about a lot lately, of especially of how much we've grown. Like really, when you look back, this started as a spreadsheet. We could never have imagined it to get this big and this like professional, I guess you could say. Um, and it's definitely like we're still building our site and really looking to expand and explore and see where we can go. So like one of the biggest talking points for us is seeing what can we do to get that feedback, whether that's getting feedback from our participants who've um, actually registered and seeing how was the process for you? Was it easy? Was it something you liked? Will you do it again? Are you getting emails when they click onto opportunities or no? So we can track with like Google Analytics how many people are clicking and which opportunities they're clicking on. Yeah. Um, but we don't get like a confirmation that they signed up. So we, so we acknowledge that not everyone who clicks on an opportunity. No, know. no. I'm just telling you now just a little word to the wise, you know, um, older and more seasoned on websites. <laughs> you for sure, you're giving out free services right now. You for sure should have them register as part of this process because then their IP address will match their email address. And then you will be able to speak to them in the future and find out you know, what did you do? How did it go? You definitely want to, we made this mistake. We did Shabbat tones where we never even, um, you know, had the information of the hosts and but years later, like who hosted back of that Shabbat tone in, in the five <laughs> towns? Like, so that was definitely, cause you're still like, you know, early-ish on, on this process. I will tell you as soon as you can get that, um, it, you know, into your website. It's such an important thing because um, you do want to get feedback from people to find out how you're serving them, what's working, what's not working. Um, and even if you're going to grow this thing, you need to be able to make a cause for, um, you know, future donors, potential donors. Um, you know, these are some stories of lives that we've impacted. So if you only do the pass up to the other organizations, it will be hard to be able to do that. Um, yeah, we're working on, that's actually one of the functions that we're, we're working on. Our developing developer team is, is working on that currently. Um, and we're kind of trying to balance that with 
trying to make sure that our site continues to be as user-friendly as possible because that's kind of the basis of our site was if we make it easy for people to volunteer, not only will they volunteer once, but they'll come back and volunteer again. But that's great advice. And uh, (laughs) thank you. I love to be on the season side. I still have plenty to learn myself. Um, What about, um, so has anyone... I guess within the team, if there's people that are not Jewish or not Orthodox Jewish, um, they, maybe some of them already knew. Do you think that your um, involvement in, you know, something Chesed related has been able to make a Kiddush Hashem or change anyone's perspective on Orthodox Jews? As because I think um, I think we get a rap sometimes, and you know, the tricky thing about stereotypes is that what I've seen is that you know they're kind of sometimes based on true things. So there are, we for sure have people in the community that more kind of look within, kind of like helping our own. And there is a value to tzedakah that you're supposed to help your family first. We do have that as a value, but we do also have a value of, you know, helping the larger world. So this I think is beautiful is that this is, you know, here to just help any human being in need. So do you think, um, you know, your participation as the, the founders of this initiative has changed anyone's perspective on Orthodox Jews? It's a really interesting question. And like, I, I'm like now thinking about it further and further. I remember when we came up with this and it was like pretty early on in the process when Hadassah had just brought on our two other people who are working leadership wise, it was right at Pesach. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember us like being on the phone, like right before Chag had started and us being like, wow, it's like kind of great that we have these people who are able to continue working on the development side and really share our mission and our vision in a time that like we are completely logging off. Right. And like there were times where I remember Hadassah like really like on our leadership meetings, like her explaining like why we weren't there and what we were right. doing. And like even with Shavuot, like right when all these riots started, like making sure that we posted on social media and made some kind of statement as an organization that's gaining traction. Mm-hmm. And like we had someone able to do that and post. And I think that ties into it. I think that really does of like we really do have a diverse group of people on our mm-hmm. leadership board and on our team now. But it really does have you question, my family and I at dinner last night, we're actually talking about the whole idea of a Kiddush Hashem and what it means and how we can think about that in a time like we're living through today. And I think we, along the way, I think it really was our Jewish values that really created this thing inside of us. Me and Hadassah, actually, like one of our main ways of meeting each other was through High Lifeline. Like we're both very involved there. Mm -hmm. So I think this was something that we were trying to do and we wanted to do good things. But as you said, like, even though it does start with looking on inwardly on how we can do it, we've also expanded it further mm-hmm. and being able to share the values with others as well has been really a highlight of this time. Beautiful. So yeah, actually you, you um, kind of touched on the point now that um, I, I did want to uh, discuss more in depth, which is um, how did, how has your, um, observant Jewish upbringing education um, impacted you, um, you know, sort of um, made you um, be a do or made you, made you look at the world um, and see brokenness and think about how to, um, you know, somehow make it whole, make it better. You know, I think um, what always troubles me is when an Orthodox Jew does something bad and the media reports on it. Um, and I feel like they like to say, oh, well, we had to include his religion because that's what made him do X, Y, or Z. Um, and I always wonder when the Orthodox Jews does something good, do you include their religion then? Because I think it's the religion that you know made us into people that n- noticed um, others who were in need. So I guess if you could um, both speak to you know what examples you saw in your home, what examples maybe you know learning in school. 
Yeah, I think that's, um, I think you hit it on the head right there. That's exactly it. It's so deeply ingrained. Um, as you're asking the question, I was like, this is going to be hard to answer because it just was there from the time I was born. That's, you know, what we were taught in school. That's kind of what we were surrounded by. Um, I think many of my peers volunteered while growing up, either with their families or within the school or as like an extracurricular type thing. Um, and I think like in, I did like friendship circle in high school is one thing that was like super memorable for me and really um, taught me a lot. Um, and I think, so I think really it's just, it's just been ingrained in me, um, but also a huge role in that um, is comes from my own family. Um, my mom works at, at a nonprofit um, which is called Sunflower Bakery. It's a bakery that's a training program for young adults with special needs. Um, and so she's really been a constant role model in my life for what it means um, to be involved in nonprofit, to give back, to constantly be thinking of others. Um, and I think that to, to point to just how kind of deeply rooted it is, I think when Alana and I talked about it, when people keep asking us like, why do we do this? And why, why volunteer? Um, both of us keep saying like, you know, when you volunteer, like for us, volunteering gives more to us than it does to the person um, we're quote unquote giving to. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been a really positive experience, um, I think, on both sides. Awesome. Yeah, I would totally agree with a lot of that in the sense that, like, I really got it from my family. Um, my mom is a doctor. And from the time that I can remember, she was always pushing me to, like, do the right thing, make, make the right call, make a good judgment. And it, from the time it, from time I was little, when it was like, would give me tzedakah every morning to make sure I gave that when I was at school and made sure to have tzedakah in my box, in my bag. And when my friends forgot to bring tzedakah, it was me giving to my friends and making sure that they remembered. And I think that was something so small, but I really carried it with me from like the end of my eighth grade. I remember I ran a food drive in my schools like a chesed project and then as I moved into high school it was like every week we had chesed programs or every grade did their own chesed thing and I think it was just really ingrained in me so that once I left the like really when I left high school where it's like really you are a community and you're kind of like you have these chesed days built right. into your days now I had to go out and do it on my own hmm. so it turned into like every year I started doing a birthday fundraiser and then it was more than just a birthday fundraiser it was like I don't want to just raise money I want to really get involved and how could I do that? So for me, it was really just, it, it is who I am. Um, it's part of what I, I think like really makes me who I am and what I enjoy doing. And I think if there is something that we can do, it really is like making this world a better place and trying our best. I think the tagline that we used for Corona Connects of um, Corona spreads through droplets, but kindness can spread through connecting really spoke to me. Like mm. I think Hadassah and I kind of worked on that together but it really does like this time is a crazy time right now. Like who would have thought that 2020 was going to be this year of like us being stuck at home and not really doing anything. And I think one of the biggest jokes was like my great grandparents like lived through a, a, a world war and I'm being asked to stay in my house and do nothing. Like that's crazy. And so right. if that's the situation right now, like I'm not being told that I have to stay home and do nothing. I'm really told like use this time wisely and make a difference. And so I think that's really what, we can really make a difference at this time by connecting to others who really need our help. And hopefully that will be lasting. Hopefully it's not just going to be a Corona thing. Hopefully we'll see this into the future and people will realize that like, okay, maybe if I had the time during Corona, even though in my regular life kind of goes back to normal, hopefully I'll realize that like, I should really be making a difference. I'm privileged and I should be able to spread that and, and do good. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, you know, God willing, the cure will be tomorrow. And then what? But I, I guess that's the whole thing that we say, um, you know, will we will we let this change us for the better? And if you now have this whole new, um, you know, database of because you're going to get a database of volunteers of data of volunteers who are um, who are, you know, available, will they be able to now um, find a way to, you know, fit more um, chesed and volunteering and, you know, thinking about others into um, a life of um, when we've healed, when we've recovered, um, when, you know, uh, things can go back to normal. Please, God, soon in our days. Um, well, really, you guys are super impressive. Um, I see how both of your studies have come together um, to, you know, the marketing and the organization. And, you know, so um, Kola Kavod for um, having a having, I would say the vision, um, feeling the pain, I guess, fe feeling the privilege, um, seeing the pain of others, and then acting on it and doing something um, to make a difference. So we wish you um, lots of Hatzlacha and give our listeners one last time how they can find the site. Well, first of all, I just wanted to thank you. It was great, great speaking with you today. Um, and if you, anyone does want to go check out the site, it's www.coronaconnects.org. And if you're interested in joining the team or speaking to us, um, we'd love to speak with you. Our email is on the site as well. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much and um, best of luck. Um, and you can find us same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.